0: Spheres Podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development welcome if you're new here what you're about to listen to is an audio version of a video forecast that i shared to my youtube channel sabrina monarch so you can also find me there this podcast is a place where i share interview conversations with magical and inspiring people i share solo episodes creative writing and i also share these weekly forecasts that i write so i invite you to tune in and enjoy this transmission about the astrology of the week ahead Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of MonarchAstrology.com, and I'm back on YouTube. It's been a couple of months, so I just want to share that I'm having a pretty cadent experience, um, 12th house, Saturn return, and whole sign, and having adventures, traveling, dental surgery um, that made it hard to talk for a little bit, more traveling, still traveling, almost headed back to a home base. Um, But I wanted to come back to YouTube, and I've missed being here, and I hope that you've still been staying in touch um, through the podcast, through my mailing list, because I have been sharing astrology forecasts, but I haven't been recording them. They've mostly been written. Um, But I'm back with a forecast for you for December, sorry, November 30th to December 6th, 2022. And... Quite a lot of heart activation, I feel, this week with Neptune stationing um, in a square to Venus. And we have also an approaching kind of flashpoint of a full moon in Gemini, which is going to be exactly conjunct Mars. The moon and Mars will be in Gemini, and it will be the Sun Mars opposition, so the heart of the retrograde as well. So We've been talking about this Mars retrograde for some time, and now we're at this kind of um, critical kind of halfway point. Um, And this current Mars retrograde in Gemini, you know, one of the themes of it has been maybe being more scattered or more diffuse, um, as well as, you know, entertaining different ideas um, than we normally do. And then also perhaps working through some of our patterns around reactivity or what kinds of mental things we get really, um, worked up over at an even like physical level. Like when we run adrenaline because of our thinking, right. Anxiety and how we might be actually shifting or readdressing at a deeper level, how we get aroused, um, or hyper aroused from ideas and how we might, uh, deescalate that or how we might, um, lean into ideas that give us vitality. But this current Mars retrograde may have us in this swirling mass of timelines. Our vital energy is navigating, exploring, considering more perspectives and activities than usual. And then Sagittarius season, the sun in Sagittarius right now can signify that we are compelled to vision, to be the storyteller of our lives, right? Lots of options swirling around um, different abstractions and then like what's our vision. This week, there is a potential rise. Um, You may already feel it, the swell of it um, in fantasy, fantastical thinking and heart awakenings as we have Neptune stationing. So infusing our experience with extra Neptune um, and forming an aspect to Venus during that station. In a mythic sense, it is as though the hero, ourselves, is in a vision, you know, is on a vision quest during a significant crossroad in the plot. Feel into the drama of that, right? Perhaps it is distinctly relatable, maybe in a way that inspires levity and adventure. How exciting. Um, Perhaps the pressure is on more logistically. There's tensions, plans being significantly disrupted or rearranged. The moon, again, is growing full and will be full on December 7th, Highlighting the heart of the Mars retrograde with the moon and Mars exactly conjunct then. So that's what we're working or building toward what's brewing this week. I read this upcoming illumination of the full moon, Mars, and Gemini as the possibility that a current perspective, Gemini, right, our ideas, is penetrating Mars, our very being. A curiosity has grabbed us, and exploration is awakening us with emphasis. Full moons always have the power to be disturbing, right? The light is all the way on. And sometimes what we see is something to reckon with. Just as they have the power, these full moons, to be celebratory and revelatory, as reveals can be like the hidden heart of our soul or of the universe itself peeking through a curtain, a new face of the mystery becomes known. I think of a layer of the heart revealing itself this week, and our own curiosity, storytelling, and prayer as vehicles of this mystical opening. It is a great week for reflecting on how we'd like to embody the path we are being called to. Maybe it's not the one we expected. And how we'd like to meet this this initiation, adventure, or challenge that we are being offered. So before I get into our week in more detail, a few announcements. One is that I'm going to be opening my astrology books for readings soon, so get on my mailing list to find out about those openings. And then Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation is coming up in February. This is the Evolutionary Astrology Intensive with a new and more mythic name to really reflect the experience that is um, held in this container, in this learning community, where we dive deeper into evolutionary astrology, which is an astrology that focuses on Pluto and the lunar nodes. And we gain a map, a narrative map um, of our soul, what we brought into this life karmically, dharmically, um, what our patterns have been. Um, So it's kind of like a deep remembrance of something very... um, inward inner that we remember that we feel and we gain this beautiful language for understanding it and within this there's often breakthrough or freedom of having the alchemy of having these inner awakenings about ourselves um, and then being able to shift our story um, through that knowledge this is a form of astrology that I've been working intimately with that I've grown up alongside since I was 21 um, it helped me in every area of my life, and it's still something that I continue to awaken to over and over again, which is why I love to teach it and share it. Um, it's both a process of getting to know ourselves more deeply, but also becoming more connected to all of the astrological archetypes, becoming more astrologically literate, gaining our own intuitive mapping of the signs, of the planets, learning the technical um Ingredients of how to put everything together and how to view charts holistically as opposed to just, you know, in parts, which is often when students come to me. But this program is all levels, so it's good for um, beginners. It's also good for people that are more advanced. Maybe you've studied a different form of astrology like Hellenistic and you want to get into this more psychological, um, soulful, reincarnation-based astrology. Um, it's an intimate group container. The class, you know, we often bond We always bond. Um, We get to know each other pretty well over these several months of spending time together and talking about these really deep, soulful themes together. So if you want to learn more about this course and learn astrology with me, um, follow the link in the notes to Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation to learn more and apply. And now I'll get back into our week. On November 30th, 2022, Venus in 18 degrees of Sagittarius will oppose Mars retrograde and 18 degrees Gemini at 9.28 p.m. Pacific. It's rarer for Venus and Mars to form an opposition. Venus never strays too far from the sun, but Mars during his retrograde does form an opposition to the sun, and this time that will exact December 7th during that full moon. And currently we have this Mars-Venus opposition. So just in general, Venus and Mars oppositions can have um, relational passion and relational um, drama, polarity, intensity, right? Like Venus and Mars are these um, counterparts astrologically, um, but they have very different qualities, right? Like Venus is about connection and harmony. Um, it's about what we value. And Mars is about severance, separation, Um Vitality, fight. So there is a way that we often um, fight for what we desire, fight for what we value. Um, And so Venus and Mars are in conversation in that way. Um, You know, you can reflect and contemplate on this further in certain ways where Say relationally, we have defensive patterns or we fight in a way or we push people away, like we have a desire, but the way we're going about it is maybe um, combative, right? Like when, you know, like there's games or things like that. And so, Venus, Mars, you know, there can be something here around how we're learning to align our willpower and the way that we're acting with what we value. Um, and maybe getting reveals of like where we're like, oh, you know, no, it's fine. And it's some kind of passive aggressive way, you know, like our methods, our ways of getting what we want may be kind of tense at cross purposes, not really working out versus where um, we find that synergy and that alignment. But because of the opposition, there may be something at this moment in time of really reflecting on if our methods match our heart. Let me get back to what I wrote. There's a tension here between the will to explore options, Mars and Gemini, and the desire to pursue a vision, Venus and Sagittarius. With Mars retrograde in Gemini, we are already rethinking our timelines, entering ideas, plans, quests, detours, that we don't normally even consider. Maybe we haven't even considered them before. Or maybe it's a new evolution, uh, spirally, but depending on how we relate to this, the sense of interior novelty, may be thrilling, delightful, or frightening or concerning, right? Of like, who am I kind of thing? What are these ideas that have gripped me? Um, or like, wow, like I'm free to be a new person. I'm free to have a new story. It's going to depend on how we're relating to it. With Venus and Sagittarius mirroring this experience by opposition, we are also reimagining ourselves, our preferences, our values, what compels us at a heart level, especially when we place ourselves or imagine ourselves in a more novel environment or setting, right? Like we know who we are in a routine way, but when we um, travel metaphorically or literally, who do we become? When we put ourselves in a new story, who do we become? What stays the same? The mutable quality of this transit, Gemini and Sagittarius, are mutable signs, is further emphasized by Juno, goddess of unions and soul contracts, and the moon, and Neptune and Jupiter, all in Pisces, which is also a mutable sign along with Virgo, forming a square to this Venus-Mars opposition, right? So we have Mars in Gemini, Venus in Sagittarius, and then a bunch of planets in Pisces um, squaring them. I hope I did that right. Uh, But I'm not gonna go into that place in my brain right now. Um, So I'm just speaking of the hand motions I made for those listening to the audio. Anyway, as dreamers and creators, we may feel um, at some type of crossroad if our plans or visions of ourselves and our lives are changing right? Again, that like existential confusing, who am I kind of question. There's a great freedom at play here um, in the quality of magical change that the mutable signs can bring a new chapter, a new era, a shedding, right? Like we're actually um, like the mutable signs relate to the change of season. They take stagnant or kind of stuck forms and diffuse them. So it feels a little bit less stable, but more um, like a shift in opportunity or like change is actually occurring. The tension of all these possibilities, some more new and familiar, also may reveal to us where we have had loyalty to particular dreams and visions. And if we wish to renew those vows, Juno, right, what are we loyal to? Or if we are being disillusioned of who we thought we were or who we thought we were becoming, And I think this is all emphasized in that Mars is retrograde, right? It would be Mars and Venus, I don't think would be opposite if Mars wasn't retrograde anyway, but the retrograde Mars really emphasizes this quality of like rethinking our deeper kind of game plan or our will in life, Um so there's something kind of like existential. My One of the images that I use um, and share for Mars retrograde is like an actor stepping away from the scene for a, more, a moment to offer like a soliloquy, those um, one person speeches, you know, under the spotlight. It's like pausing the moment of action to think about things. Um, and it's also a reversal in the sense that if we have been more reactive in certain ways, we might be pausing and actually taking a beat before reacting. Or if we've been more kind of frozen and separated, maybe we are leaning into the fire of acting in the moment. So it would kind of depend on what the pattern has been and how that's being refined or worked at this time. But I think it becomes quite existential in some way and that Mars is like how we're moving through life. And if Mars is paused, we're thinking about how we're living. So December 1st, 2022, I'm gonna stop saying the year, uh, Mercury in 22 degrees of Sagittarius will square Neptune in 22 degrees of Pisces at 5.08 PM Pacific. There may be a distinct sense that we are not in our logical minds, in quote logical minds, and that we are approaching certain matters with a higher degree of fantasy, imagination, illusion, and or creativity. So this has me reflecting on the intelligence of humanity taking time and space for ceremony, trance, channeling. These areas where we point our attention to a more numinous field of consciousness and why we do this. One reason we do this is to consider our lives from an inspired or visionary perspective. Sometimes our sight is exaggerated in these spaces. Our wounds are agonizing. Our shame is unbearable, crawl into a hole now um our joy is radically overflowing we're ecstatic our hope is mountainous etc and this exaggeration reveals insights that we don't normally create the space for in a more leveled mundane routine state of consciousness when they get bigger there's something we discover when we have intentionally entered the trance state we know what's happening when the trance state muses us It feels less voluntary, it creeps in. Perhaps we can have the discernment to notice and give ourselves the grace of space to integrate, internalize, make sense of our exaggerated impressions. Then we have Venus in 19 degrees of Sagittarius, sextile Saturn in 19 degrees of Aquarius at 7.09 PM Pacific. Saturn and Aquarius can represent a certain architectural genius a capacity to understand complex systems at a high level, and to concretely manifest ideals by creating the distinct pathways for them to come into being, you know, creating a life plan and being actually quite inventive and innovative. Um, I like to think of this as both things that we concretely do in the world, but also the neural pathways that we are giving energy and life to um, and actually creating those mapping points in the brain So whenever we have a practice, um, a channeling practice, a writing practice, a gratitude practice, we're actually building stronger neural pathways for those experiences to flow through and we're changing the architecture of our consciousness. Um, But this can also be like for those of you that create things on the Internet when you create um, Internet architecture or landing pages or links to places, like you're creating channels for energy to flow through. And so get really imaginative about how you're doing that. Wherever we've been participating in the imagining of a better world or the construction of an ideal, such that it can become real, we may be at a critical phase where we are being called to be more connected to the heart and the true desires of our heart, Venus and Sagittarius. This is different than knowing what we are against, and designing architecture that is defensive or destructive or protective in nature. It is knowing what we are for and leaning into that embodiment in a way that may be quite revelatory and again, innovative for us. December 3rd, Venus in 22 degrees of Sagittarius will square Neptune in 22 degrees of Pisces hours before the station this square is at 11, 12 p.m. Pacific. Venus-Neptune contacts can have us be prone to fantasy in love. Um, a difference to meditate on between negative fantasy and inspired imagination could be if there's a sense of diminishment or a shooing of value when we engage with these particular dreams, right? Anything martyr-like, um, sometimes letting go of parts of ourselves or some of our regular preferences is like dipping into a sparkling ocean and having a whole spiritual bath. Other times letting go of ourselves is like being drunk or lost in the sauce um, and maybe tossing out something important. It is lovely to surrender to life and then to dream. We want to consider, discover how we're in relationship to life doing this, right? Like, um, there's a tendency with Neptune or Pisces to be, um, selfless or self negating. Um, and yet what would it look like to relate to the dream that we're dreaming so that we're also coming along for it? What parts of our ego are we willing to kind of sacrifice at the altar of our greater life dream, right? Like these parts of ourselves that aren't even true to begin with versus where, um, do we need to care for certain parts of ourselves and not just throw them out, um, in a moment of drunkenness, you know, for lack of better wording. So, even in our most uh, routine conditioned day to day lives, you know, what feels like normal life, we're acting out dreams, right? Like there's always a dream happening. Um, some of these dreams, many of these dreams, don't even belong specifically to us, they're cultural they ancestral. So there can be some opening here for paradigm shift to see or really feel the stories we are living in the way that we're relating to our entire life. We have the sun in 12 degrees of Sagittarius, trine Chiron in 12 degrees of Aries. Just an FYI, did not delineate this one. And then Neptune stations direct in 22 degrees of Pisces at 4.15 p.m., Neptune is stationing direct while an aspect to Venus, which could be profound in the sense that this overwhelmingly mystical, enchanting, mesmerizing, disorienting at times planet Neptune is channeling messages of its station through the heart, Venus. So there's something personal that's being worked. So the more that I discover my own heart, the more I realize the heart is both radiant and compassionate and majestic and really there's so much inside the heart that is like the um, the realization of what we desire what we seek the heart is also beastly guarded and thorny right there's defensive structures around the heart or um, when the heart is hardened we are um, capable of certain ways of being that when our heart is open, we would be so like, oh, I would never do that. Or why, you know, there's a sense that there's like, a, there's a range with the heart space. Um, our heart holds pain and grief as it also holds the depth of our capacity for love. Um, often the guarding of the heart is a protection against those deeper feelings. They're, they're like two sides, same coin. So Neptune relates to healing and disillusionment, and so there may be a quality at play of certain hardened or crystallized layers that surround our heart being invited to soften. Heart medicine or heart awakenings can be soft and graceful. They can also be painful. Consider if you have a prayer for your heart, right? Like in your heart space, feel into this, if there's a way you are being invited to internally realize or move that prayer through your being. December 5th, Mercury in 29 degrees of Sagittarius will square Jupiter in 29 degrees of Pisces at 11:05 p.m. Pacific. Now we have these anaretic or the last degree of the zodiac, so there can also be something really um cinematic feeling about that degree of Pisces or a sense that there's like a really like a washing sense of completion or um, what's that like a climax and some kind of visionary illumination that comes from that. Mental activity with the earlier Mercury-Neptune square still at play um, is prone toward more exaggeration, boundarylessness, and illogical qualities. This is emphasized again, another Pisces uh, placement, but perhaps with less dissolving from Neptune now, and there can be more emphasis on storytelling, belief, the bigger picture. Jupiter, like Jupiter, can create coherence. Um, but there's also a way, you know, when we're considering truth or what's, you know, what's true, what's not true. Um, Jupiter, while it's considered a benefic and is a, um, you know, often brings blessings to confront or con- consider the truth can often be challenging um, as well, at times disillusioning. There's an element of convincing, convincing, persuasion and belief that we really get with this combination. Our discernment here can be whether we are trying to convince ourselves or others of something Um whether we've allowed ourselves to be convinced of something versus if we're inspired, you know, if we, um, there's something about being in touch with something that really feels true where it has a resonance, um, versus when we're insecure about our truth and we're trying to convince others in order to hold it ourselves, um, versus where it is true. You know, there is a quality of Jupiter. There can be the shadow of like trying to, proselytize, um, but there is also a genuine desire to share with Jupiter of like, I've seen a vision and I want the world to know, or I've I've learned something that's life enhancing and I want to share it. So there is this kind of um, enthusiasm and desire to kind of bring others in that can happen with that planet. So we're looking at then Mercury, Jupiter square, and there's some tension around our thoughts and our beliefs. So I thought about the way Um, When I was reflecting on this, that my mind, and I'm not the only one who has this experience, um, can have very convincing disaster stories. And there is a process of detaching from those narratives in order to live my life, where like at some point, the investment in those disaster stories keeps me in a small, compressed place, um, less open to the adventure of life. This is not about just being reckless and, you know, swinging to the other side of the pendulum and having no cares at all. But there's a sense that like we really do have to be discerning about when our mind is just spinning out in some kind of worst case scenario, catastrophe kind of story and the ways that our mind, um, our beliefs collude with those kind of mental programmings. As a point of self-reflection, it comes down to the stories we're telling and weaving and being able to track our thematic assumptions, what we believe, in other words, um, the predictions, biases, and reflect on what stories are both more true and more helpful, right? What stories produce a better life and a better experience and are at the same time true? And I don't need Mars retrograde in Gemini to like come back in and be like, there are many truths. There are many timelines. There are many options. It's not about there being like one singular one, but a sense of. Even within those realm, you know, that realm of there being many options, where's their true resonance and how we want to live our lives. And then December 6th, Mercury enters Capricorn at 2 8 p.m. Mercury will stay in Capricorn until February 11th. And after a week that highlights so much fantasy and visionary and creative thinking and processing, both with Mercury traveling through Sagittarius and aspecting Jupiter and Neptune, Neptune station, now having Mercury enter Capricorn will bring in an element of pragmatism, sober accounting, and methodical energy This could dampen down some of the excesses, some of those flights of fancy, you know, a sense of like, oh, I have this big idea, but wait a minute, there's something basic I need to attend to. Um, And that can feel depressing, right? It's like going really high up and then having to bring it back down. Or it could be about anchoring and solidifying and manifesting the visions that we've encountered lately, like um, bringing it down to earth in a way that feels good. After the abundance of harvest, we process, we preserve, and perhaps we skillfully perpetuate. We find a way to pragmatically put these things into motion, um, as well as to cut certain excesses that we need to cut. So I will leave it here. Um, get on my mailing list for updates about my readings. Um, I will be opening my books really soon here. and. Check out the link for Dragon of the Moon and Evolutionary Astrology Initiation to go deeper into astrology with me in a group container. Um, I am available to talk to my students. I teach um, in a personalized way because I learned from working directly with teachers. And that's what really transformed my practice from being self-studied and um a little bit scattered to like actually really getting the download internally and being able to be an astrologer and have my own direct connection to astrology. Um, and so in my program, I really aim to leave you with a deeper connection to astrology that you can continue to be with, enhance, move with, follow the thread of for the rest of your life. Um, so let me know in the comments, please also just, I forgot to say at the beginning, please like this video, leave a comment, Let me know how you're doing, how um, this video resonated with you, how you're experiencing the transits. I love to hear from you and I'll see you again soon.